You're listening to the Abundant Life Podcast featuring Chili Chilton. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to get inspiring content delivered right to your device every week. All right, let's check out today's talk. Today's message, like I said, is flipped. And you know, we all have these times in our life where things are flipping, right? And I know some of you, you feel like maybe you're there right now. There's stuff going on and you're like, Pastor Chili, my life is flipping right now. You know, you're like the Fresh Prince and your life's flipping upside down and you, you, everything's changing and, and, and you're like, I don't know what to do with all this flipping. I feel upside down, I feel topsy-turvy. I feel like I'm laying on my side with a lot of bubbles. It's true. And you know the thing about it? When we're going through change or transition or when we don't understand what's going on around us, we start trying to flip ourselves. Well, I'll, get, I'll fix it. I'll get things right. I'll, I'll make it better. But we don't do very good at it. And you know, then we're like, oh, I feel like I'm really out of it now because I'm trying to right the ship. I'm trying to fix my life. I'm trying to stabilize what's going on in my life. And it's not working. No matter how hard we try, we just keep flipping and flipping and think, oh, I'll land right this time. I'll make the right choice this time. I'll say the right things this time. And then we don't, right? You know, because the, the, the culture will tell you anybody can flip their life around. Anybody can just flip it around. Anybody can just turn it around. And it's true. Sometimes we can make some radical changes and things are good. But unless God is doing the flipping, it's never going to be just right. Right? Unless God's doing the flipping. And if God's doing the flipping, you got to trust him. Uh Uh-oh. What if God's doing the flipping? What if some of the things that we're being flipped with right now is God's doing? Well, I still don't like it. (laughs) Well, you may not like it, but God's going to do the flipping because God likes you. And God sometimes needs you to trust in him more than you think you need to trust in him. And God sometimes wants to do something new in you when you think there's nothing new for him to do. You see, that's what God does. He puts trust in us and he puts us in a vulnerable situation where you like feel like he's got you by the top and he's flipping you around. All I know is I want to get in God's hand. Mother Teresa said something once. She said, I'm just a pencil in the hand of a writing God. Man, I think about that sometimes. But you know what? Sometimes I feel like God, when I'm a pencil in the hand of a writing God, he still flips me upside down. Why? Because when you flip a pencil upside down, what do you do? Erase. And sometimes we need God to do some erasing. And then after he erases, what does he do? He blows on it. He blows on it and goes, now it's new. And he flips your life back around And he said, now I can write. Now I can write. Now I can do something in your life. And you see, when we pick up here in Psalm 62, if you got your Bibles, cheer for Psalm 62. Yeah. David is in the middle of a flip. All right, David is in the middle of one of those moments with God where God seems to be flipping things. And David's going, okay, what's going on? How am I gonna handle this? I don't like this. I don't like change. I don't like all this awkwardness. I don't know what to do, God. And God just seems to be flipping. 
And so David teaches us and teaches me at least three things that become really obvious to David as his life is being flipped. Three things that become obvious and I want them to become obvious to you. If you're going through some struggles, if you're going through some change, if there's things happening in your life and you go, I don't understand it and I'm not comfortable with it. That's all right. Who's ever comfortable being about like this? But you're gonna land and God always sticks the landing. Remember what we talked about on the solid rock. When God puts you down, it's gonna be stable. It's gonna be right. But God has to sometimes get you out of your own control so that you can get back into his control. We talk too much, we pray too little, we trust too little. And it gets us into spirals of our own flipping. And if you put the flip in somebody else's hand, you're always gonna be disappointed. Because every now and then they get it right, but not every time. Jesus is where we put our hope and where we put our trust. So let's look at Psalm 62 today. The things that became obvious is David's life was flipped. Ultimately, I think David said this. First of all, God must be everything I need. God must be everything I need. Look at the verses here, one and two, from the message. God, the one and only, I'll wait as long as he says. Look what goes next. Everything I need comes from him, so why not? He's solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul, an impregnable castle. I'm set for life. Woo. That is what David begins to say because David's life is in a place of transition. It's in a place of being flipped around. And he says, God, the one and only God, I'll wait as long as you want to flip me because everything I need comes from him. You know what? I think we get confused between what we need and what we want. Don't you? We say things like, I need this. I need answers. But you want answers. You don't necessarily need answers. The answer you need, his name is Jesus, and he is the answer to everything that you're looking for. So what you're saying you want is more details or you want something to know about something else, but fix your eyes on Jesus, the answer to your faith, and you'll have a lot less need for some of that other side talk. I need those shoes so bad. I just... I just feel the Holy Spirit's conviction just falling all over the room here right now. I need those shoes so bad. Well, you don't need those shoes. If you had a choice of shoes today, you don't need those shoes. But you want them. You want them really bad because you need to look cool. You need them before someone else gets them. You need them because they're collectible. You need them because... Your swag just needs them. You need them. But really, you just want them. You want them. You know? I need some food right now. Some of you feeling that right about now, right? But you really just want food, you know? Like, you can make it. You can make it to the end. I'm not going to go more than an hour, hour and a half. You'll be fine. (laughs) Only those that are visiting should be alarmed by that. 
I need him to notice me. I need her to notice me. I need my social media to have more hearts. (laughs) I need to be noticed. No, I want to be noticed. I want to be liked. But I'll tell you something. Until Jesus is everything you need, you're going to get into relationship nightmare trying to be noticed by somebody that you're picking or somebody else is picking. But when you're in love with Jesus and he is everything you need, then you'll only be satisfied by somebody that's just like Jesus. Woo, that's different, right? Jesus doesn't talk dirty. Jesus doesn't eyeball you. Jesus doesn't say things inappropriate. And you don't find yourself compromising for Jesus. And that's what you need. But what your head tells you, your heart tells you, you want something different. But any of us with experience saying, that's a bad choice. That's a bad choice. You need Jesus. See, need comes from desperation. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I always wonder not if someone's phone's going to go off, but who and where at what time. <laughs> Need comes from desperation. Desperation. That's, want doesn't come from desperation. Want comes from personal goals and, and, and selfish desires. Need comes from desperation. Need is a necessity. Need, needs met make us grateful, not greedy. That's how you know the difference. When God meets a need, it'll make you grateful, not greedy. It'll make you humble, not boastful. That's how you know the difference between you meeting a want and God meeting a need. That's how you know the difference between you flipping the bottle and God landing it. You see, God wants to help you. There's times that he flips your life so that you'll go, God, put me back down right. Spin my life around so that I will focus on you again because I can't do it on my own. And the question I ask you, is Jesus everything or just an additive or enhancement? You know, Some of you are told you need to drink more water. In fact, you all are told you should drink more water. But some of you can't drink more water because water is (laughs) icky. So what do you do? You go get water enhancements, right? You squirt that in and then now my water is strawberry mango. (laughs) And now I can drink it. And that's kind of how we like to treat God. It's like I got my whole life. If I can just get a little Jesus on top to flavor it. That's what'll be good for me. And we convince ourselves the whole thing's Jesus. But it's just a squirt of Jesus and the rest us. And what does it do? It leaves us wanting. It becomes stale. And we get a taste in our mouth that we think is God that isn't God, that we created. And then when we're really dry and when we're really hurting, we don't have a taste for the real thing anymore. And all of our supplements are gone. You got to let Jesus satisfy you from the top to the bottom. You got to let Jesus completely be what you need. Not an additive, not an enhancement. I hear people sometimes say, oh, I just need a little Jesus in my life. Jesus doesn't come in the snack pack size. 
All right? He doesn't come little. He doesn't come, oh, just a, here's a little Jesus for you. Sometimes you go, well, you know what our church needs? We need a little Holy Ghost. There is no little Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost hits this place, woo! Nobody's standing. Not even you prideful people. He can knock us all down like bowling pins. 300 every time. But we just want a little bit. Let's not get over carried away. I don't want to be one of those churches that has too much Holy Spirit. Is that possible? Too much Jesus? Is that possible? All that really says is there's too much of us and not enough Jesus. And until we can flip the script on that, we're always going to be left wanting for more. We're always going to come to church needing to be refilled instead of coming to the church already filled so that we can leave spilled. That's how the flip works. You notice only people can do the flip if it's a third filled. Jesus can nail it every time completely filled. He don't need any help from us. Let me make it easier, Jesus. He doesn't need us to. David said, God must be everything I need. The second thing, God must be everything I hope for. God must be everything I need and everything I hope for. When your life is being flipped, it means not only is God right now in my situation, but God's tomorrow in my situation and the next day in my situation. See, David goes on and says, God, the one and only, I'll wait as long as he says. Notice, he says the exact same thing as verse one and two with one word difference. Everything I hope for comes from him, so why not? He's solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul, an impregnable castle, I'm set for life. You see, David makes the transition. In the first couple verses, he's everything I need. And the next set, Everything I hope for. David transitions from need to hope. From basic necessity to forever reality. And isn't it good, people, that God doesn't just meet us where we are, but he takes us to where he is? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing about Jesus? That we go from feeling to faith? That we go from moodiness to majesty? That's what we're talking about here when we shift from need to hope, that we understand that God is orchestrating that and Jesus came to this earth and made it so. And because Jesus made it so, the wait is over. The wait is over. You don't have to wait for the hope. The hope is in the house. You don't have to wait to start eternal life. When you chose to accept Jesus into your life, eternity began to begin to flip in you. There's something new, so what do we do? All I can say is God is here and Jesus is ready and the Holy Spirit is moving. God is here, Jesus is ready, the Holy Spirit is moving. And so what do we do about that? Well, I'll tell you something. Don't stand back and be all analytical and go, I don't know if I feel this way. I don't know if I like this change. I don't know if I feel good about this. Rather than that, just say, whoo, he's flipping me right now. Whoo, he's flipping me right now. But I know that he's what I need and I know that he's what I hope for. And when I land, I'm gonna declare it. My life is gonna declare it and then I'm gonna run. Then I'm gonna run. Look what it says here in Hebrews 6. We, and I hope you get excited about this verse. First service fell asleep. 
We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus, running on ahead of us, has taken up his permanent post as high priest for all of us. We have to hit the ground running. We've got to get our flip and then get after it because he's running ahead of us. He's running a path for us. He's running a destiny for us. He doesn't just flip us to flip us. He flips us to change us. And when he changes us, he makes us able to run after him. And if you're running after Jesus, somebody will run after you. You got to get after it. So he says, God must be everything I need. God must be everything I hope for. And third, God must be everything, everything. You're like, you just said it twice. I'd say it a thousand times if I could. God must be everything, 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 everything. You know, because we can just very flippantly, flippantly say everything. Oh, Jesus, you're everything. He's like, I don't think so. I'm going to flip you again. Everything. Some of you don't know why you're flipping right now because he isn't everything. He'll stop the flip when you get it. Everything, everything. Verse seven and eight. My help and glory are in God. Granite strength, safe harbor God. So trust him absolutely, people. Lay your lives on the line for him. God is a safe place to be. We have been memorizing this verse 8 since Quorum Deo on Wednesday. So trust him absolutely, people. Lay your lives on the line for him. God is a safe place to be. Woo! We are complete in Christ. Woo! Oh, he completes us. See, so many people are like, I need a girl that will complete me. She doesn't exist. She doesn't. It's not supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to have better halves and worse halves. The only way a a marriage is a miracle is if you're both whole. You're both whole in Jesus. All right? Because addition, that's just people doing it. People can do addition. One plus one is two, but God makes two one, he says, right? And the only way one and one become one is multiplication. X instead of plus. X instead of plus. That's how it works. So you got to be whole on your own. Not the better half or the worst half. Not the completion of someone else. you got to let Jesus complete you. So that you can be the spouse you need to be, the parent you need to be, the friend you need to be. The person God designed you to be. You have to be complete in Christ. And we can and should live abundant life. We should. We should. But we worry about the wrong things. Be the thing that you're worried about. Be the hope the world needs. You see, Jesus isn't just something. He's everything. He's absolutely everything that we could ever need. 
And there's no limits on his goodness. It doesn't ever run out of goodness. You know, those of us who have been alive for a while, right? No matter how deep we go into that bag, there's still more goodness in it. We just keep taking it out like it's magic, right? It's like I thought I was at the bottom, but I keep reaching, and God's goodness just keeps coming out and keep coming out for generation after generation. God's goodness just keeps coming. So the world can spin my life around, and God can flip me upside down, but as long as he's doing the flipping, I'm going to land and run. 2 Corinthians 8, 8 and 9, talk about then being poured out. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what he needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out and never wear out. This is who our God is. Wow, if you're here, you're watching online, if you haven't already given your life to Jesus, you should. Because maybe you've been in the middle of a flip. And maybe some of you who are saints and believers and Christians need to confess to God your attitude during the flip and our behavior during it. Because sometimes we get sideways on it. And it can't land if we start turning it sideways. We put our hands on what God is doing. We question, we get angry, we get disillusioned. We kind of get pitiful. And God's going, we need to be triumphant because the world is watching. The world is ready. And God's pouring blessings into those bottles that he's flipping around. God is doing that work. So I close with verse 11 and 12. God said this once and for all. How many times have I heard it repeated? Strength comes straight from God. Love to you, Lord God. Strength comes straight from God. Love to you, Lord God. Strength comes straight from God. Love to you, Lord God. We tell him that we love him, we should all the time, all the time. How many things does he even protect us from that we don't even know? How many wrecks did you just miss? How many moments did God just take care of you? Tell him all the time. Man, friends in a cargo, who'd you just talk to? You know, we had a red light, I had a moment, I just wanted to say, God, I love you. I love you, God. We need to tell ourselves that he's our everything. Tell him that you love him. Tell yourself that he's your everything. Because that's what worship is. Worship's proclaiming his love. Psalm 34, 9 says, worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all of his goodness. So what do we do? How do we close? I challenge you today just to say this with me. Lord, You're all I need. You're all I hope for. You're everything. And I love you. Let's say it again. Lord, you're all I need. You're all I hope for. You're everything. And I love you. Tell them one more time.
This is the everyday Jesus life. So if you're being flipped, don't worry, you'll land. And in between, know he's your need, everything you need, everything you hope for, everything you, everything. Jesus, seal your word in our hearts today. And Lord, may it be around every conversation today with every dad, every restaurant, every grill, every house, everywhere we go. May we declare that this is a good flip. And Lord, we trust you through it to land and to run and to pour. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Abundant Life, check us out on the web at Abundant.Church. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.